gonna purchase? That's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Everybody and welcome to episode 326 of the All You Can Hear podcast. My name is Wenzel, and I'm joined today by my other co-host, Super Sad and in the Blue Colt, because ooh, we're going to be hitting you with some 50-pound weights right on your chest. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if you can tell from the title, uh, we watched some Bollywood films, um, which is the happy. I'm happy we did because these movies are great. These movies are great. Um, but we got a disclaimer. We didn't know what each other was picking. I, personally, I just picked this movie because I saw it had a high rating. And I saw a bunch of reviews online of people saying this movie is great. But I didn't read into the reviews. I just saw that people liked it. Yeah. yeah. Turns out it's a super sad one. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, for my movie, I did see where people talked about um, its complexity. So I knew going in, I was like, okay, there's going to be some, there's going to be some tough stuff this movie deals with. Uh, for Colt's movie, didn't know anything. So, man, that that first sequence really, really kind of like, okay, we're in for a rough fucking ride. Yep. Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, so uh, this month we'll be uh we'll be discuss or for this week we'll be discussing Bollywood films. Uh, we both picked one film we came together we watched it and then we we're here now to talk about it to discuss it to give you our thoughts of course there will be spoilers um ahead as well you know we won't go every over every story beat but we'll go over um the the um the biggest notes and of course um generally about the film and um yeah and then uh just quick announcement for the rest of this month too uh Next week's will be uh next week's episode will be Tollywood where we talk about Tollywood films, and then for the rest of the month we'll be off. There'll be there won't be any more episodes, but we'll see you again in December. Y'all, 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 quickly get out of the way. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so first off, what is Bollywood? So Bollywood is the Indian film industry based in Mumbai, with films being produced in the Hindi language. Uh, in 2017, Indian cinema produced 1,986 feature films, of which the largest number, 364, have been in Hindi. As per data from 2014, Hindi cinema represented 43% of Indian net box office revenue, with Tamu, uh, and, uh, Tamil, Tamil sorry, and Telugu cinema representing 36%, which that is Kaliwood and Tollywood um, respectively, uh, and the remaining regional cinema cons- constituted 21%. Hindi cinema is one of the largest centers for film production in the world. Hindi films sold an estimated 341 million tickets in India in 2019. Early Earlier Hindi films tended to use either vernacular or use vernacular Hindustani, which is a blend of Hindi and Urdu, which Urdu is the lingua franca of Pakistan, 
which was mutually intelligible by speakers of either Hindi or Urdu. And uh, while modern Hindi productions increasingly incorporate elements of Hinglish, which is just a blend of Hindi and English, uh, the most popular commercial genre in Hindi cinema in the, since the 1970s has been the Masala film, which freely mixes different genres, including action, comedy, romance, drama, and melodrama, along with musical numbers. Now, that's interesting for us because that brings me to um, our my next question of what did we what did we expect of Bollywood? Did we have any uh, prior experience with it? I don't really think I have. Like as an adult or anything in the past like seven years, I don't think I've seen a Bollywood movie uh, before. So I don't really have any reference point for what they're supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Other than like maybe a few like Reddit posts where it's like an action movie and they do some really cool thing where this dude's got like a bunch of guns. But other than that, no, I've got nothing. Well, well because I say this because definitely whenever we t- discuss doing this episode along with the Tollywood one, um, I, I, I assume that probably our expectations, especially mine, were that were basically what we have here, the Masala film which is musical number and this uh, very, very lavish, just over-the-top performance. Um, because also here in America, with a lot of uh, shows and movies, they always there's always references to Bollywood, and, what are those, and most of those references are always masala films, which makes sense because that's the most popular of, uh, of Hindi cinema. That's the most popular in the genre, um, or that's the most popular genre. And uh, that's really what I expected. and. Um, like I expectations were just completely thrown out the window because what we both chose were things that were not masala films. They were, um, just straight up dramas, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, masala that, that just like the definition of that, is that like just a mixture, like a, a yep. melding? Yes. Yeah, I, Cause yeah. I've heard that word, uh, with like dishes, Indian dishes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a melding. I like that. Now that I, I, I'm connecting the words, I know. Yeah, I and that's also too that makes so much sense because when I was looking stuff up, I keep, I kept getting, I kept seeing the masala term being thrown around about people talking about like everybody thinks that our films are just masala or whatever, and I was like, fuck, what is masala? Like I kept forgetting what masala meant, even though there was that, uh, there was that that competition we had one time where we eat, where we all had to make, uh, or sorry, it was, it was me and Cody where we had to make curry. Yeah. 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 And, uh, masala was, um, you know, that's where I learned were masala. And it wasn't until I just went to Wikipedia where I was like, Oh, well, it's a genre. It's a uh, masala films. It's a blend. Um, it's a blend of genres, but yeah. So it, it's pretty, this pretty little fun fact there for you. Um, Yay! Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was having fun because you said it was fun, and I'm having you're fun right. while I can. You're right. You're right. Um, so let's just get into it. I'm gonna go first. Um, my film is uh, Monsoon Wedding from 2001, directed by Mira Nair. It's 114 minutes. It's just one hour and 54 minutes, and it's also currently on the Criterion Collection. It's spine number 489, um, and it has a really, really cool cover. And I'll just say, after watching this film, and with it being November, and hopefully Barnes and Noble has their Criterion sale, I'm gonna get it. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! I'll just I'll just say that. 
Um, but yeah, so I'll just go quickly into the synopsis and then we'll go into the story after this and then talk about the cast. So the synopsis, uh, a stressed father, a bride to be with a secret, a smitten event planner and relatives from around the world create much, create much ado about the preparations for an arranged marriage in India. As a romantic monsoon rains loom, the extended Verma family reunites from around the globe for a last minute arranged marriage in New Delhi. This film traces five intersecting stories, each navigating different aspects of love as they cross boundaries of class, continent and morality. Uh, the cast is. Uh, I don't talk about the full cast. This is. These are our main um, main people we follow. Um, if there's some people, but you follow a decent amount. You follow a lot, and um, and yeah. So let me just go into it. So the father, Lalit Verma, played by Nasiruddin uh, Shah. Um, if I don't get any of these right, I'm sorry. Um, I always try to do better. I always try my best. Now I always try to do better. Um, next up, the wife or the, the mother, uh, Pimi Verma, played by Lalette Duby. Uh, next up is the adopted niece, uh, Rhea Verma, played by Shafali Shah. Um, next up is the daughter, the one who's getting married, the bride, Aditi Verma, played by Vasundhara Das. Next up is the son, um, Varun Verma, played by Ishan Nair. Uh, then the, um, the groom. Uh, Hamant Rai, played by Parvin DeBoss. Then the um the house uh, house help is uh Alice, played by uh Tilo Tama Shom, I believe they say that. Um, next up is the wedding event planner Doobie, played by Vijay Raz, and then the um the uncle Uncle Tej Puri, played by Rajat Kapoor, and then um. Rahul Chadha, who is the like, um, he is, oh gosh, he's like the son of, he, he's basically kind of doing like just kind of like helping around. Uh, he's is from, that the guy that was from Australia? Yes, he's the Australian. Yeah. He's played by Randeep Huda. And that's really it. That's, these are the main players that we see here. And, um, and yeah, so um, oh gosh, where do I? Let me think to where to begin. Um, so so basically, what we what we have here is like um, we have they're they're doing a traditional Punjabi Hindu wedding, setting it up, and uh, most of the storylines that we follow are like um, the father trying to um, put everything together while we have uh aditi the the bride who is in an affair basically with her ex-boyfriend who is a um um a tv tv host a host of a show and then we also have uh ria who um as soon as the uncle who he's not like like blood related to them uh tej puri comes in we have her being kind of more distant more uh, uh, little oh gosh, what's the word? Um, protective of um another relative who is uh who is just a little girl, Aaliyah. And Aaliyah, yes, Aaliyah. Um, then we have uh Rahul, um, being kind of um, uh, smitten on. Well, he's not the smitten one, uh, but he is in like kind of falling in love and another uh this woman who is um planning to do this dance number with Varun who Varun is the son who is um he is 
he is more interested in watching TV, learning how to cook, dancing and singing. And then we have Doobie, who is the event planner, who is uh, who oh, so is very... he's a little silly Billy. He's, he's a, a... <laughs> no, he's sorry. A he, he he can uh, uh, he uh, I'm trying to find the right word. A little rapscallion. Had a kind... little 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 giggle. Kind of. He he's definitely kind of like uh he even calls himself a vagabond. Um Fuck. even though <laughs> even though he he has planned weddings and he follows through and he actually makes a lot of money from them. Um but he, he's falling in love with the with the housekeeper, which is Alice. And um and yeah. And what what really drew me to this film was like I like I mentioned before. Um, I was looking up list of Bollywood films to like that are that you should watch, you know, that um, are really good. Like, I guess, introductions or just just outstanding. And Monsoon Wedding appeared on a lot of lists. And and that was the thing is, again, I had the preconception that I was going to get a masala film, you know, um, because that's what's kind of what we have um or what I've assumed to be most of Bollywood, which just isn't true, especially with this. Um, this was not that. This was it. Sa- it says it's a comedy drama, and it definitely has its moments. But I would say it's more focused on drama than anything. Um, but it's yes. like a slice of everyone's life because there's so many little storylines that you follow here. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, for the most part, for me anyway, with how the wedding plays out, it's all it's all chaotic. And um, with that chaos and with following all these members, like you really get to see these characters and their storylines like shine and these characters bloom. It's really it's just incredibly fascinating. And I'm I'm talking a lot here. uh, But Colt, what what was your first impression of this film? Uh, that there's a lot going on, and it felt like nothing I've like experienced in Indian cinema. Cinema, uh, but I was enjoying it. It was a f- easy to follow along with. Uh, yeah, like I don't really have any complaints or anything like that. Okay, okay. What do we um? What do you think? What do we think about the performances, the characters here? I thought the performances were great, Rhea. Uh, she is the my favorite character and actor in this entire movie. I thought okay. she was the real main character, even though she's not even the one getting married. <laughs> uh, yeah, I f- yeah. I felt like Adita's storyline was a little. Uh, I didn't really care for. Uh, okay. But there is. I actually I do have some complaints. It's not about like first impressions, really, but the whole. Uh, Maybe he likes men uh, talking about their son and the wife's like, don't you dare say that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, a little, uh, and the whole pushing of like, he needs to have a real man's job, like reading books or studying instead of trying to learn how to cook and dance. Mm-hmm. But that, that's it really. Okay. Um, also, also the way that uh, Rhea, like, I feel like there was some, like, I thought I missed something, but the way immediately that Rhea acts towards the uncle is super sus on the uncle's part. 
because uh, you're like immediately thinking, oh, he did something bad. Yeah, yeah. So I will say that was one thing I was I was kind of prepared for was that one of the um, uh, in all of the lists I saw, there was always like a warning saying that like this film uh, does uh, does deal with like um sexual assault and sexual harassment and um that is something that's very like difficult to to kind of deal with or at least bring up especially in uh when you have like elders or conservatives in india um how how conservatism how they deal how they um how that's not really um not spoken up much about um especially when he's as influential as he was he's considered the head of the family especially especially with like being an elder and like how he uses his respect to um to manipulate those yeah it's uh yeah um yeah no as soon as soon as he appears um and as soon as she looks at him i was like ah shit like yep here like this is dude, this is gonna be tough this is gonna be tough and- i didn't like the way he beckoned her towards him I did not like that. It, it made me feel icky. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, dude, dude just felt slimy. <laughs> like, oh god, um, no, and, and it, there was a, there was just a really, a really good performance too. Whenever, um, gosh, it like my heart started started pounding because I was like, I was like legit, like felt like I was like, oh my god, what is about to fucking happen? Whenever he t- tries to take Aaliyah. He he literally just said he's going to take her for a drive, which is yeah, like, I didn't like that, which is like, that's a huge red flag. Uh, you don't take a kid for a drive. He's getting her ice cream is what he said, which is fucking. But now the thing is too, is that also too, like right before this, we have this little girl. So all the friends are talking about kissing all, all the, uh, relatives or oh, friends kissing and then she starts to talk about kissing and immediately it's just like what the fuck because she, meant- she says it's just when the adult sticks their tongue in your mouth she literally says he and like he just sticks like a tongue in your mouth or i think or like an old man just sticks a ton like it, it was just absolutely just horrifying yeah and ria like knew immediately it was oh it was yeah it was a bad feeling oh my god and then whenever she she's able to actually save Aaliyah, thank fucking god um of course one of the elders is just like it's just like oh oh she's not married so she's just coming up with fantasies making stuff up which is just like a conservative or an elder to say because because that stuff is just not it, it's just not allowed to or to even be talked about or to even be brought up or anything and in, it was just incredibly brutal and then also too for the father to there's like a brief cut where we see the father try to talk to Aaliyah and there's no there's no real dialogue it's just quiet it's just kind of quiet uh, with some like overlapping of music and um it's basically him finding out the truth and later uh we we see we cut to him in bed with his wife like crying yeah it just and then he tries and and then he tries to or he does he he goes to find Rhea because she didn't uh she didn't stay at the house 
Uh, she went to a friend's and he goes to get her and basically like just kind of saying like, I can't even imagine what you went through and I don't know how to deal with that I, or I don't know what to do. Like, and that's like, that is like us, like a, uh, a fair response, like of not, of not like not having gone through something like that, not knowing what to do and not knowing how to like, how to deal with that other than later whenever they're doing wedding photos he stands up and kicks out the uncle pretty much yeah just saying like it's best you need to leave immediately yeah and that that, that's what i really love about this film like i know i know we're kind of like skipping a little kind of over everything because there's a lot of storylines here there's so many to follow but i that's that's the thing i saw and i really appreciate others who who watched this film is that basically it's just it's just showing that at the end of it all love does triumph and i think that's that's incredible because like incredible performance from um from shah uh nasir nasiruddin shah um of like being so scared but then willing to stand up and then willing to he loves his family so much that he's willing to do this uh it it was just a great performance and um and that was something that was that was uh that i saw in one review on letterbox talk about how the characters um actually no not on letterbox it was on the um so i should bring this up there's a really good review i read about this film uh from um let me see it's from film companion uh it's written by aria shaw this is from um, it's called A Film Ahead of Its Time, Monsoon Wedding. And that's what I've seen a lot is that for for this film to have come out in uh, 2001 as it did and to discuss and to discuss and bring up the things that it does is crazy. Because. Um, oh, gosh, I kind of lost myself talking here. Uh, also, for the oh. time frame, I feel like the camera stuff was really good. It also helps that Criterion probably remastered it, but it was a very uh, visually good-looking movie. It was very, yeah, it was very visually good, very good. I love the camera work and the cinematography, and um, yeah, it was just incredible. Um, no, sorry, what I was saying is um, the uh, in this review, it brings up how the characters aren't acting as they should be, but rather acting as they would. and. I think that is the best way to sum up the performances here is the care. Everybody was acting as they would not as they should. And it is it, just because um, like, like to kind of go back to what you were saying about um, the son of uh, Varun, how um, the father and mother, uh, the father wanted him to go to boarding school because he doesn't, um, he doesn't think he should be singing, dancing. He shouldn't be watching TV, learning how to cook and everything. And then, you know, the mother is being like, oh, you know, don't say that. You know, we don't we don't know if he likes boys or whatever. Um, that was also something that that was like way ahead of its time was the fact that it was bringing up a boy um, and going against masculine, basically stereotypes of or what the idea of masculinity especially for um indian cinema uh maybe particularly bollywood i I can't remember uh too much if that was specified but the idea is that men shouldn't you know they shouldn't sing they shouldn't dance and 
and they um they shouldn't uh be creative um and they shouldn't be cooking or anything like that and that just that's just it was just a way to show that like you know this is this is wrong like you men can do that especially too when we see when we talk about the genre here of like masala films which include musical numbers and now with how um how uh we're uh the progression of things like you see a lot more of or that but it was just for the time it just wasn't um it just wasn't stated uh outright like like monsoon wedding had right here with this moment and i just i i think that's fascinating um and then um and then also too there's like obviously like um like uh class class distinction um yes no, not distinction, but like you know, class. Um, bringing back the cast and the idea of class and the hierarchy, because because like with the father storyline being that like, um, he is he. Wow, this this wedding is uh lavish and huge. There's a there is a moment in here where he is um he's talking with a bunch of his um uh golf buddies or um business friends or whatever and he has to ask to borrow money and um he he specifically particularly asks one person but he ends up bringing it up to all of them saying that like hey our guy here needs to borrow money for a wedding kind of to like reinforce the hierarchy basically yeah. which is like like th- that uh fuck um and then not only that too like there's a there's a um so uh Doobie ends up getting with the house, uh, the house help Alice. They they end up having basically their um their own little wedding, I believe. Yeah, but it's not on screen. They just come from their own wedding at the end of the movie, right? Well, that, well, well, the thing is, is that do you remember the part where all the all of his um all of his workers, his friends, they're covered in marigolds and they start throwing marigolds on top of them. I mean, yeah. I think that was their wedding. Oh, I think. I, okay, I, I should have looked that up because, like, there's there's kind of that like there too, and like, uh, there's like there's this big, uh, chaotic, um, la- like chaotic, just colorful wedding happening, and then there's the event planner ha- and the housekeeper having this small, silent, quiet wedding, like. But at the same time, in both of them, there is still love. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I, I thought that was that was kind of um that was kind of neat. Um. And then also to the um oh gosh the Aditi storyline because she like I said before she was having a um uh an affair with a TV host and um that just completely finally came to a close because uh they were in a car in a vacant area making out maybe more i don't know um but then the cops come and basically attempt to arrest them and she's and while um she is there being pretty much sexually harassed by these two cops uh the man doesn't really pay much attention because he's having to talk to his wife because even though he loves, you know, Aditi, as he says. Really, that's not true. It's just, yeah. yeah. So he he's having to uh, worry about his worry about his wife, and then um, 
And that finally comes to a close because she just she realizes this and she drives off. It's re- it's actually really good um, because it just leaves him in the fucking rain. And the cops are kind of like, whoa, like, like, I, well, I they just know. laugh at him. They're just there to harass him, essentially. Pretty much. And uh, as she drives away, she, they're like, ha, 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 yeah, she drove away on you. And I'm imagining they just left him there. Yeah, which, you know, um, obviously, fuck these cops, but also fuck this guy. And yeah. um yeah. So and then she ends up telling um her her groom uh about this, which you know obviously can go either either way. And um and it ends up being that like, okay, you know, like we can put this behind us, we can at least try to make it work, you know. Um like just try to just try to figure out and move forward. And and there's obviously there's complications with that as well but it also is willing to address that yes it is complicated and it is confusing and they're young and you know they have they they can still figure this out and i i, I do think that was that was neat in it in of itself um to de- dealing with that um gosh sorry i've i've talked i've talked a lot did you, do you have any thoughts on these um on any any of these i've really i've mentioned any, uh, any other like thought? I said, I'm I'm not a huge fan on the Aditi storyline. Also, because like, isn't it an arranged marriage? Okay, yeah. So wow, that leads me right into what I was going to talk about. So what's interesting about this is that it is an arranged marriage, and um, and so what that means is that the bride and groom uh don't really know anything about each other. They um, they've only really known each other for what like two weeks. I want to say uh I think this might be their f- first time meeting in person. Yeah, they I think it was uh, the first time they met in person cuz they were both like super shy. Uh, something like that, something like that. It's either that or the second time really cuz maybe it's the first cuz I don't I don't know. Sometimes arranged marriages like they don't really meet in person. They literally are arranged and then they meet like right before their wedding. Yeah, which I know it's a different culture thing. I just don't like that. No, and I, that's what I really enjoyed too about um, Rhea. Rhea there is that there's always this talk about how she's unmarried, blah 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 blah, and then there's this really fucking good line from her to Aditi because Aditi talks about how she wants to settle down, and that you know Rhea doesn't know anything about doesn't know anything about marriage or love or whatever, and then Rhea because uh, Aditi was reading a magazine talking about this, and she's like. She's like, do you get all of your fucking marriage advice from Cosmopolitan? I, I think that's what she said. I tried to, I've been trying to look up the line, but I can't. I thought I saved it. Um, but it's it. There was a really good line from her about that. Um, and then also too, what was really good was that uh, Aditi was like, well, how would you know about passion if you've never been married? And then Rhea is able to get back at her by saying like why well can you not just marry somebody out of love like oh oh like damn (laughs) uh (laughs) i really like that because because yeah like arranged marriages aren't they're they're just they're not ideal um no no i feel like they're not ideal in a lot almost all situations uh because Um, you don't know that person. You didn't have any time frame with them. It's all made by your parents. It yeah. just feels like, and it's also a lot of like, you marry this person to get uh, that part of the family's 
blood mixed with our blood, meaning we're now part of the same family. It's all like that ancient, not ancient, like the medieval times of like marrying into a new family just to get like influence or some shit. I don't like it. It's it's um yeah, it's definitely. And uh, and obviously, you know, not our culture, not not something we have to go through. Um, but I do think that what this does really well is that while it does re uh it does have an arranged marriage it does at least try to say like you know to make the to really do the best of what they what they got with with what they with the situation kind of um or or i guess for the framing of the story of doing their best to kind of like okay well, this is an arranged marriage but you know there is still some there is still something at least to this that it's just not it's just not wholly bad at at the very least you know like yeah. it, like it, it's it's tough um obviously because again i you know what what can i say but you know i just I just like I said, they're I just they're just not ideal. You don't know who you're marrying. You don't have much information. You like it's just. But you know what? If if this this is something in these in these in this situation and in many others, this is something they wanted to do. They did it, and for the most part, they're it's 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 working. You know, it's 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 working like for them, for working uh for them for for working um through it and and figuring it out like you know it's and it's 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 whatever <laughs> sorry i just i don't <laughs> i don't really know how to fr how to phrase because i don't want to i don't want to say it's fine you know but like it is what it is and um but that doesn't always have to be the case yeah I, um and then i i just love to at the very um, at the very beginning of the credits, or when the credits start, sorry, when the credits start, um, uh, the director puts in um, puts in a final um, like uh, line or uh, saying, "Give me a second. Okay, sorry. Um, there's a final. There is a dedication at the very beginning, which is for my family from the director." And I just, I just think that was a very like, I, I don't know why, but that got me very like teary eyed, emotional because, like at at the end, of, at, as this film wraps up, as everything's put together, you like I said before, like love triumphs in the end, and that's what you feel in this movie, in my opinion. You feel love, and like not only love for for love itself, but love for India as well, for for your culture, for for everything like for family like you you feel that from this film and, and that's what i really really loved about this is just that love it's just it's everywhere for all the complications for all the messiness for all the chaos in the end love is there and love is so strong between this family and i i really that's why i really appreciate it about this i think that's fair to say um but yeah i guess to i guess to wrap up um, about my film uh, I gave it a, a 4.5 out of 5 I, I really love this I thought it was great um, like I said before it's on the Criterion Collection and I'm 
definitely going to get it. Because I remember when we were originally looking up this film, I saw that it was on Criterion and I was like, oh, it's on the Criterion channel. So I try to look it up and it wasn't on the channel. But then I looked up again. It's like, oh, no, it's in the collection. Like, if I would have known that, I would have just I would just straight up bought it because or not bought it because I hadn't watched it. But um, now I'm definitely going to buy it because I, I just love it so much. The hell yeah, I gave it four stars. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with it. There were times where I was like not as into some storylines and the one I just didn't like. But uh, overall, it was a good experience. And the ending, I really liked the ending where they're all just having Dancing. fun in the rain. Yeah, I, I really like that. Again, like I said, that love, man, you just you just really feel it. Um, also, uh, it was funny because there was a scene where someone has an umbrella and it's made out of flowers. It is an aesthetically pleasing umbrella, but Ooh, it was yeah. not blocking any water. <laughs> no, the amount of marigolds that are used is insane. And beautiful flower. And the way that guy ate it just without any prep was uh, not ideal. <laughs> not something I'm interested in. Uh, you know, but like, I, I don't know. Like the way he, there was something so aesthetic of whenever Doobie is eating marigolds. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I hate floral tastes. So I know I would not like that. And I mean, yeah, you know, everybody has their tastes and that's fine. Um, I haven't tried it, so I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um yeah no i love this film very colorful very pretty um yes yes i can't i can't say that enough e everything about like the decorations and of the um the aesthetic and the art um is just fantastic um it's just great i agree 100 percent. good movie uh mostly a good time uh with uh some very icky but it's for the movie's uh, benefit um, scenes. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean we're moving on to my film? Yeah, yeah. All right, yes. Like I said earlier with my movie, just picked it because it's had good reviews. It is Masan, 2015, directed by Niraj Gaiwan. It is one hour and 46 minutes, so it's pretty short. It, I've... Uh, I think we rented it, but it might be on Netflix, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, Masson, roughly, not roughly, it translates into crematorium, which makes sense. Uh, it makes the so much sense. I, I when I was looking up stuff about this film, I saw where it, I saw where it said that's what it means. I was like, fuck, no. Yeah, if I knew that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I would have known a lot more uh, as before it happened. Yeah, <laughs> it's also known as Flyway Solo in English. Not as oh. good of a name. I like Masson more. I, you know what? If it was called Crematorium, I think that's a better name too. I think it's a better name too because it it fits it so much. Like, I mean, you know, I know we're making the jokes because of how heavy that is, but like Crematorium and that word and how loaded that is it, it really fits for this film yeah there's a lot of death i'm gonna go ahead and say that a lot of death in this movie and a lot of uh, uh body burning yup uh this movie stars richa chada as debbie pathak and vicky kashal as deepak kumar in the two lead roles uh both people did fantastic debbie is my favorite of the two beautiful and 
I just want these people to be happy. Because after this movie, they just need happiness, man. They just, they need, just need Oh my god, I'm remembering. I remember. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> this movie was Kashal's debut Hindi film and is also the directorial debut of Niraj Gawan. So he just said, you know what? Let's hit it out of the park first try. Uh, here's a great movie. But also, everything bad that can happen will happen. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to hit you with some story details. It's not I, like I have the entire story here mapped out and it's really not that much. It's like four paragraphs worth. But man, I'm about to bombard you listeners like there's no tomorrow with some very sad stuff. But we'll talk intermittently. Yeah. Devi Pathak, a trainer at a coaching computer center, and her student, Piyush Argawal, are caught having sex in a hotel room by policemen uh, who had been tipped off by the hotel staff. Yeah, I should mention, uh, he said student. Uh, they're like both the same age. Yeah, they're, it's a college. So. It's a college. She's, she's training. They're, they're both of age. You know? Yes. Uh, where was I? Uh, they were caught having sex. Hotel staff. Tipped off. Yeah. Inspector Mishra records the barely clad Devi on his mobile phone, and Piyush locks himself in the bathroom and commits suicide by slitting his wrists. Yeah, it, it was like immediate, like, oh, goodness gracious. And uh, right after that, Inspector Mishra threatens to book Devi for abetting Piyush's suicide and demands a bribe of 300,000 rupees, which is equivalent to today's rupees currency of 450,000. And uh, today in the U.S. dollars, it's 5,700 bucks. Uh, from Damn. Devi's father, Vidyahar Pathak, who is a Sanskrit professor who now runs a bookshop with an income of about 10,000 rupees a month. So this 300,000 rupees bribe was just not going to happen. You have anything to say? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, it, no, like really that we really though we, we get, um, yeah, we get into it like with, with that um, and just the absolute corruption of, of not only the the police, but then also too of just, um, of um, like how taboo it is, like sex things are. How yeah, um, just just the conservatism of within Indian society. Yeah, because there was a lot of stuff in there. I was like, that's so fucking conservative. I can't remember exactly, but it was the sex stuff for sure. Well, I should mention too the last movie, Monsoon Wedding, briefly touches upon kind of this stuff too. Um, with like there is a, I didn't say this, but at the very beginning of the fucking movie, this is Monsoon Wedding. They have a woman come in who is a who does Indian dubs. Uh, or yes, she, they did. Oh my she, god, she's a she's a dubist. Um, and she was doing uh, I I I believe a Hindi dub for uh, a porn a porn scene and she was she literally did that on air <laughs> yeah, she's just moaning on air so i don't understand uh this movie came out 14 years later i don't know if like the climate changed in that time frame but i don't i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm sorry we, we you know we uh it's definitely it's definitely interesting um because in there in monster wedding they were addressing like censorship and um 
and they even bring up the U.S. briefly about this, about uh, censorship and globalism. So, um, yeah, uh, in any case, yeah, it's just it's incredibly just horrific what they'll do, because when it comes to sex, like how um, how will how willing they're how much they're willing to humiliate you, to shame you, to hurt you. I mean, it is like insane. Like, I mean, like they were like they were getting forceful with this girl or for this woman. They, I mean, they were, you know, blackmailing her and they threatened like, like this man killed himself just because he didn't want people to see him in that way. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah. Cause they, they, that was a huge threat, which was like, basically like making this seem like it's a scandal posting this, you know, wherever having their, having his family see that like, it's just, like everything could possibly say to basically make it seem like his life will be forever. His life will be forever ruined beyond repair because he had sex with a woman and they are not married. Yeah. Which is mm, not great, but Hey, you want to jump back into this uh, story? Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, Pathak, he has his, uh, his little book stand. He also has a little bookstand child. You know how every bookstand has. Uh, Pathog is tempted by a betting game where people bet on small boys to dive and collect the maximum number of coins from the Ganges riverbed within a <laughs> specified time frame. And his little uh, tall child friend, he's like, he wants to do the dive himself. And he's like, no. Uh, he said he barred Jonta, who is the boy, uh, from participating in the games, but he relents after the threats from Mishra increase. And uh, the little boy already wanted to do it, so he's like, I'm going to put all my money on this little child and uh, fuck it, send it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Which is incredibly funny. Uh, it's 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 desperate, obviously, but it was kind of funny. Because um, it's just like, yeah, we're going to bet on some children. Let's do it. Woo! <laughs> yup. And uh, Devi, who is cycling through jobs at different coaching centers because she's facing harassment by colleagues after the news of, of the affair spreads, which is just two adults having sex consensual, which, like I said, different cultures. But she g eventually gets a temporary government job in an Indian railways and but tells her father she wishes to leave Varanasi to study at uh, Allahabad university as soon as mishra's bribe is paid in full and yep. yeah that that's the basically the introduction of devi's story which god it, it, it's so good it's super in-depth and laid out i like that i like like i said she's my favorite in this uh movie so you know what we might as well get into our second lead with Deepak Kumar. He is the youngest of his family working in the cremation gods. He is a civil engineering student at a polytechnic college, and his father doesn't want him to like continue the hereditary job because it is a thing that his family is uh the job basically is they take the dead, they burn them, they smash up the bones outside the Ganges. And then they let him rest in the river because it is considered a holy river. And that's what his family has done for generations. And he just doesn't want his son to do that. Which is a, a extremely rough because uh, when they said just like crush the skull, make sure their fucking bones are smashed as much as possible so they're not recognizable. I just thought 
damn, that is not something I want to do. Yeah, especially for like a young person like him. Like, there's a really, really strong moment in here where he talks about his job, where he talks about how he has he has had to learn how to crush people's skulls. Yeah, Jesus. don't like that. Don't like that one bit. But on a hem, uh, I shouldn't say happier. No, Deepak falls in love with Shalu Gupta, a high caste Indian, uh, not Indian Hindu girl. They start meeting each other, and during a trip to Allahabad on the banks of the Ganges, they share an intimate moment where they give a little kissy. Back in Varanasi, Deepak tells her about his cast and the work he does burning corpses. Uh, Shalu, being a good person, doesn't mind and says that she is ready to run away with him if her parents refuse. She asks him to focus on his exams and getting a good job. Now, here's where the like Jesus fucking Christ, like the bad now, stuff just keeps piling on. Should mention Deepak has uh he did like he recorded like him, I think, reciting poetry. Because she likes poetry. It's because she likes poetry. It's, it's very romantic, very sweet. And then her saying that, like, she's willing to run away with him because we get, again, a, you know, briefly discussing how horrific the caste system is of, like, separating people, separating love and, like, neighbors. It's just it's just terrible. Now, like, you grow to be like, okay, this is good. This is going to be a happy moment. On a pilgrimage tr- trip with her family, Shalu dies in a bus accident. Her body, with those of other victims, ends up the same creation c- cremation ground where Deepak's family works. Every single person in Shalu's family died in a bus accident. And he has to burn her body. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? So... This was horrific because we literally get a scene of her sitting there with her family and then they get on the bus and they're leaving to come back. And then it's not it's not too much later through, you know, cuts and different scenes and stuff that we see that we see the cremation area get another you know bunch of bodies bunch of bodies and deepak is like is like man there's so many bodies like what is this and then as he looks he sees he recognizes um her her ring i think right yeah it's a little red ring that he, he recognize- immediately recognizes and then he takes it off and he sees her and oh and before this too we hear about how there was a bus that had there was an accident and everybody on it was killed and immediately, it's just like me and Colt look at each other, and we're just like, "What the fuck?" And that's when he sees, like, he takes off the blanket and sees her, her, her dead body. Like, it, yeah, he's he's immediately devastated. <laughs> yeah, it. Oh man! Like this was the moment where I was like, "God damn!" Like I didn't even know what to say because usually when we watch movies, we're having fun, we're having a little giggle, even when it's a sad time. Uh, we like to try to have a little fun because it's a, a coping mechanism. But this time we we didn't say a word really. We we're just like Jesus Christ. And my God, you know, I, I know you said that the um the woman storyline was your favorite. Deepox was my favorite because of just how the performance from him. Yeah, there's no bad choice. Both of these storylines no, are great. No, they're both great, but the performance from him was just so brutal i remember watching it we were just so quiet because oh man the scene where he's crying with his group of friends i was literally crying 
Li- no, literally. So like later, because he's he's you know this is I think this is like maybe a few nights later. He's you know he's dealing with this. He is grieving. He is so sad. He's with his friends and he just starts crying. And there's no music playing or anything. He just starts crying and he is like crying hard. And all of his friends are with him and they're and- consoling him. And that was one thing I I really liked. They're not like stop crying. They're like cry. Yeah, they're like, but, you know, I think one of them was just like, is like, was like basically saying like, man, if, if you know, you got to stop crying or I'm going to start crying or something. But yeah, literally all of his friends start crying, too. Yeah, it is. It is a powerful scene of them just all crying. And like he is crying the hardest, but like his friends are like matching that they're they're crying so hard. It's it is so sad. Like like Colt said, I was crying, too. It was incredibly just real it felt so real yeah it was oh yeah uh want to get some more story yep we gotta we gotta go we gotta we gotta get more story he eventually overcomes his grief and is hired i don't think you can ever overcome that and is hired by indian railways as an engineer in Allahabad. so you're starting to see hmm things are starting to overlap maybe uh in a special diving competition we're back to debbie's story Pathak bets around 10,000 uh, rupees, which is his monthly allowance, not allowance, but his earning, which is a, a significant portion of his remaining savings on Junta. Junta drowns and is taken to a hospital by Vidyahar, who vows to never let the boy participate in the diving competition again. As Jonathan regains consciousness, he's shown to have found Shalu's ring, which had been thrown into the Ganga by Deepak in a fit of grief. Jonathan gives it to Vidyahar, who sells the ring to fully pay off Inspector Mishra, fully linking two of the character's storylines. His loss was another person's saving grace. It was a, a beautiful connection. Yeah. yeah not, not to say that, you know, the loss of Shalu, but rather... Um, whenever he, because he, like Colt said, he was so angry, but so, you know, he's grieving. He he threw the rank and he actually tries to look for it and he can't find it. And it's really sad, but it goes to show like this, the loss of this ring will, like Colt said, is save somebody else. It's yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And, uh, just the last little bit before leaving Varanasi, Devi visits Piyush's family where his father shouts and slaps her away. She comes to the banks of the Ganges to immerse the gift Piyush had given her on the fateful day in the hotel. Deepak, who is by the bank, notices her crying and offers her a drink of water. A boatman beckons both of them, offering them a ride towards Sangam. They both board the boat and strike up a conversation, and then credits roll. Yep. And that's the movie. Yep, and that's it. And I really love that ending because it, it has a little bit of ambiguity, you know. You could yeah, like, it feels like a happier ending for in comparison to everything else that happened in the story because it says like maybe a potential they became friends or possibly maybe, more. Maybe they became friends. Maybe they became you know lovers. Maybe they became you know something, or maybe they became nothing. Maybe they just yeah. had a nice conversation and went about their separate ways. But for the most part, they are going down their paths and they are moving forward with their lives and for the most part it seems like to be a positive thing i mean she wants to she's going to um 
she's going to back to school. He got a job like he completed school. Um, he's working like it's, you know, it's a fair it's a it's a good ending at the very least. Yes. Uh, like we we were as we were experiencing it, it would just felt like blow after blow uh, because like the storylines weren't like broken up in the way we broke them. Like they were kind of happening like one bad thing happens to Devi, one bad thing happens to uh, Deepak. It just go back and forth, back and forth. So just to have uh, that nice ending was uh, very nice. Yeah, it was it was very um we well, I would say like it's it's pretty much like for the most of the movie it is that of just like kind of just suffering and then really the turnaround is or we see the turnaround when Deepak because uh, he's grieving so much that he he is uh, he misses his exams in his school, so he has to um, retake them. And uh, well, we see we see him able to come through to finally get back to going to school to continue his education and get a job. And then we see um, we see uh, Diva um, Devi. Sorry, I don't know why I say Diva Devi uh, Devi. Um, willing to confront uh the parents at least getting that closure um we see her father finally able to pay off the bribe because the kid got the ring that's where we that's where we finally get like okay this is where it turns around and it basically just kind of goes up hopefully and that's what happened and i really yeah. it was really nice it's just another like showing that well yeah you're at your lowest to possibly be you bet it on a child and the child drowned but Things can get better. Things will get better. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I don't know how much lower you can go than almost drowning a child, but other than <laughs> drowning a child. <laughs> Man, that kid. That kid was a little... Uh, that kid was fun, too, I should mention. Yeah, he was doing little cussies, and he was, like, <laughs> giving shit to uh, her father. Oh. It was just funny. Oh man, what was it he said? He said something about the dad. It was so funny. He called him a bull's butt or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. The kid was fun. He was funny. Um Oh man. Yeah, it was just it, it was a beautiful film. I mean, all in all, like especially too with the like I said before, the crematorium um being what it was, uh basically putting away the dead, uh putting away the past. Um which is what what this film is like dealing with like you know suicide with i mean a tragic death um and willing to go forward and then what's interesting too is that i saw um i saw one of the things that talking about this um this uh, title crematorium and how uh, like i said that word is loaded because um the idea of uh decay destruction entropy but at the same time entropy is you know you know is is basically moving um is is time moving forward or we're moving forward and um and you know that kind of works with the flyaway solo title but it's just (laughs) i don't think that it's just not good i think crematorium is way better and um and i i just love that connection there with that um about like even though um the past and the hauntings by it and especially with with the death that is being dealt like moving still being able to move forward um 
is just um is very strong and and um really shows here yeah i i I agree do you have any other finishing thoughts any things you'd like to say about this movie um i mean beautiful film love the cinematography too yes beautiful film i loved it i don't want to see it again anytime soon at least because it's it's not an easy watch i'll say that i'm gonna go and tell you right now i cannot handle that crying scene again no fucking way no way there's a like i i cannot watch on sandies again i can't watch come and see again and i cannot watch masan again no way no fucking way yeah yeah I i understand but uh, I guess I'm getting into ratings. I initially gave this movie four and a half stars, but after sitting on it, I increased it to five because this movie is just that good. It's a great film. Like, I understand why some people would dislike it just because all the terrible things happening to these people just constantly. Uh, but to me personally, that's uh, I like things where that are a little sadder. And uh, this really hit. You know, I, I like things that if they're if they're sad, then sure. And it doesn't always have to be that, you know, you have you can be you can move forward or you can be strong. But I, I do appreciate when you have a film that is as sad as this, as um, as harrowing as this it is willing to say, like, hey, it is still possible to live and to have strength and to hope and to move forward. Like like I said before, like 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 I I and I'm I'm having kind of like these this um kind of conflicted here because entropy. Whenever I think of entropy, I think of decay. I think of destruction, and I think of um you know how as time moves forward, your um matter and stuff is breaking apart and breaking down. But in this case, it it is just the natural process of moving forward, going forward, moving, going on with your life. You know, and and not to say that the past and what's haunts you still can't hurt and it doesn't matter it's just it's just something that you can do that is possible it's not easy and you can never get over it but you can do it and that's what i really love about that um i i give it five stars right off the bat i love this film it was incredible stay fuck yeah we highly recommend this movie we recommend highly recommend both these movies they're great films they're very very incredible i recommend them um absolutely um but yeah, this uh, this wraps it up for the Bollywood episode. Again, uh, next week we'll be doing Tollywood, which is a little different from Bollywood. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, we had fun. We had fun there. <laughs> we had we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, so yeah, uh, stay tuned for that as well. Uh, I guess to go into plugs, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can listen to uh, the All You Can Hear podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, or sorry, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Overcast, um, leave us a review, a like, uh, give us feedback, tell us how we're doing. It, we really appreciate it. Um, follow us on Twitter at AYCH Podcast. You can follow uh, the Backlog Boys Pod on a- on Twitter as well. Uh, you can follow the AYCH Extra account on Twitter as well. But we are moving stuff from the AYCH Extra feed to the AYCH podcast main feed so um you know bear with us as we do that you can follow us on blue sky aych podcast.bsesky.social you can follow us on instagram aych podcast you can follow us on twitch.twitch sorry twitch.tv slash all you can hear 
Uh, you can follow us on YouTube, all you can hear where we post our VODs. Uh, finally, you can follow me on Twitter at Winsy Wilkie and follow my art Instagram threads and Blue Sky uh, at World of Winsy. You can follow my Bookstagram, Winsel Banters, and uh, my link tree has links for everything, including my Goodreads and Letterbox. Thank you so much. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Follow me on Blue Sky, ColtD99. Also, uh, if you feel like it, give yourself a little. Uh... We'll, we'll tap on the stomach and just, like, pretend you're playing the bongos. Could have fun doing that. Just a suggestion. Uh, yeah. I I agree. Actually, you can have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Great movies. <laughs> happy, uh, happy start to November, I guess. Happy start November. Halloween's gone. We gotta wait another year for that. So, no more scary movies. No more being scared. Only... Not scary stuff. Yep. 